You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to episode 111 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Get over to patreon.com slash garage guys today. Check out all the DFS rankings and content that we have provided for you for the Garage Fam. Special, special deal going on right now, guys. Garage Fam, listen up. It's November. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw recently where I came out and I was like, hey, it's November, and I went on to every random person that I could find and started judging their mustaches. And if I approved it, I sent a video of me just randomly sliding into frame saying it's approved. I did like five different ones. So me and Drew got to talking. So, of course, we're participating in this. Are, are, you, are you growing out your stash, Drew? I'm not. Why? I'm not capable of gro- of growing solid facial hair. Like I really am not capable. Um, so I'm not even going to try to. I get that like nasty, itchy facial hair that is not very thick. So I always have to shave it. I got so it just looks it looks terrible. Yeah, it's not a good look for me. You have um, Joe Dirt beard. I get the neared, the neck beard. Oh, you get neared. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess like that could work, but we'll just say you're doing it in spirit. I'm somebody okay. that's going to be judging. <clears throat> all right, so you, yeah, you're the judge of this, and I, I'm a judge as well. You, you all, you guys all know though. I got, I got that 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 luscious mustache just rests upon my upper lip, and it just pairs so well with the mullet that I carry around. So, what we're doing this month? I'll be releasing a, a video on Twitter sometime today at Garage Guy Chase, where I'm going to be announcing this as well for all the people who hadn't listened to the show yet, which it should be everybody because you should be telling them. Uh, we're going to be judging mustaches, our beards. Send them in to Twitter at GGFS Podcast or at Garage Guy Chase or at Drew Dean. Send us your photos. We're going to be judging them. And from the result of it, at the end of the month, whichever one that we're going to put up, like different polls, we're going to have different things set up where people can vote. And... Whoever wins is going to get a free subscription to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page so that you can be getting the bag in DFS every weekend. Got to get that money on a gridiron, you know what I'm saying? Got to get that gridiron money, money, money. So, again, make sure you're sending them. Tell everybody you know that's participating in November to send their pictures to Garage Guys Fantasy Sports, social media, anywhere and everywhere you can. We'll be on the lookout for them. Awesome month, awesome cause. Grow that stash out, grow that beard out. Beautiful times. Drew, wish you'd grow your neck beard out, but I mean that would be a sight. I keep I waiting to hit puberty, um, but <laughs> you know maybe one day. Maybe one day. So um, other than that, a lot went on today on on Sunday. A lot went on on Sunday. Um, there was. Amazing football, wild shit that happened. Football in 2019 is nuts. There's only one undefeated team in the NFL now, which is the 49ers. Wow. Just a big wow. Big, big sorry wow for you, you Patriots <laughs> fan, you. Well, we're going to get into that. Um, 
the Popeye's chicken sandwich is fucking back. Uh, I got to bite into one of those. Uh, I'll tell you guys a little bit about that as well. And then, of course, we're going to be doing our instant reaction to the game tonight, Ravens-Patriots. And then we're going to be doing the Sunday Slate recap, talking all about the big fantasy scores of today, the people that shit the bed, did horrible, and just some of the amazing games that we saw on the NFL slate for week number nine. Just, holy shit, it's week nine. Just, did it just pop into your head? Yeah, I can't believe we're halfway done or over halfway done now. It's, it's going it's by so fast. It's just yeah. flying by, man. We were just doing the positional breakdowns, it seems like. It's just absolutely nuts. It's just absolutely nuts, dude. Like, we – I don't even know, man. Crazy how time flies. Time just zoom, zoom, zoom. Make the heart go boom, boom. That's another movie you probably don't know from Disney Channel. Back in That's the gap. usually your NASCAR comment. Yeah, well, Xenon. Shout out to Xenon, girl of the 21st century. But, yeah, speaking of NASCAR, that's, that's, that's related to some DFS stuff that I'll talk about. We'll, we're going to briefly touch on. But uh, let's talk about our day. Let's talk about the best bets, um, our DFS rankings for week nine. Uh, lo- looking over everything we did today, I'd say we did pretty damn good again. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, this is actually the second losing week in terms of the best bets. That was definitely the downside. But uh, my, my best week yet in terms of DFS, I cashed every single lineup. Um, and 50-50s so on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And then I had a nice little tournament hit as well. So um, I was just reviewing that lineup, and every single play was towards the top of the cheat sheet except for Noah Fant. Noah Fant. How did he, he was, do it? He was the only one, but he was on the cheat sheet, but he was the only one that wasn't towards the top. So right. he, he was one of the guys a lot of people were talking about on Twitter today, too. Um, so I saw it everywhere. 23 fantasy points for the guy over on DraftKings. Uh, had 115 yards, three receptions, and a touchdown. So no more bricks for Hans Fant. He's, uh, <laughs> he's graduated. And, and I think all it took was a, was a quarterback change to make that happen. So now that Joe Flacco is broken and his eliteness is resting off somewhere in Valhalla, um, if he was a Viking, we, I guess we would say that. But um yeah just uh he's 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 here no more bricks proud yeah. of you Noah Font I was a Kenny I was I was a Kenny Galladay the last drive Stafford um was targeting Kenny Galladay three times and if if that would have happened if he would have caught the ball for a touchdown I would have finished first for for forty thousand dollars so that was a little bit of a gut punch Ooh. Still a good day overall, though. Shout out to those Detroit wide receivers <laughs> 26 fantasy points for Kenny and then 29 for Marvin Jones Jr. Jones Jr. Doing it again. The only only other Lions player um, that did better was, of course, Matthew Stafford because he was the one tossing those beautiful pigskin-shaped diamonds around the around the uh, the old yard, as you would say. So, um, yeah, just great day for DFS. Best bets, it happens. If you went to the sports book today with our stuff, uh, you might have a different story. But if you played DFS, you probably made up for it. So, hell of a day. You're going to continue rolling. And, again, you know where you can get those DFS picks and the best bets over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Sports. I feel like I feel the need to say it like every time. It's just like eventually people are going to be saying it in their sleep. 
because I know I do. Eventually, they'll just click the link and commit the eight bucks so they yeah. can try to win some serious money. There you go. Eight dollars NFL content. Boom. You're welcome. Uh, on the other side of football, though, in NASCAR, I had my rotoballer uh, rankings or not rankings, but my rotoballer picks came out, my sleepers and drivers to avoid. If you got to check those out, um, you probably did decent. If you didn't, listen to me about Denny Hamlin. But that was a pretty well-known play around everywhere because he decided to – he decided he didn't want to be a race car – in a race car anymore. He wanted to turn his uh, number 11 FedEx Camry into an airplane, and he, like, did this little turn, and then he, like, went into the infield, and he went airborne, um, and he fucked himself. So now he's, like, like cringing, like, going to be trying to get into the playoffs coming next week at Phoenix – but uh, Kevin Harvick was the big scorer of the day. He was one of the guys that I wrote about in my driver picks. I think he had 109 fantasy points. He ended up winning the race. He's locked in the homestead. And then my sleeper, my big sleeper, was Eric Almarola, which he ended up finishing second. So just overall, a good day for Stuart Haas Racing. Um, and anybody out there that used my driver picks or my sleepers and you won some money, definitely shoot us a tweet. Uh, let us know, and uh, we'll get that shared up there on all of our social media pages. So just uh, just keep on rocking and rolling and checking out our content. And like I said, if you're winning, let us know about it. Do not hide that shit. Let us know if you're winning. But um, just uh, I had a little bit of frustrations again, but wasn't too bad. At least I finished in the green on some lineup, so I can't complain too bad. Hey, it happens, man. Uh, Porta Plan DFS is you can go on these cold streaks, but if you got to stick to what you're doing, and um, you know, I've seen you win plenty of times, so this is just part of the game. Yep, two weeks. The, the main thing I can say at this point, and right now, a little thing that I've been doing probably a little too much lately is don't overthink shit. And it's just a great quote to use in life, um, in general. Just don't overthink shit. Like if if you feel something, something seems a good way about it. Like, and you just, you can't knack it and you, you're questioning it, but it just feels right. Just, you probably should just go with it. Okay. And then, like I said, and that's why when we put this content out on our Patreon page, it's just another way for you to just be like, I ain't got to think about it because I got these guys that are doing this work. Drew stays up fucking late as fuck on the weekends, taking his time, making it happen. And he wants to make you money. So yeah, don't overthink shit guys. All right. Don't do it. It's not good for anybody. You ever remember a time where you overthought something? All the time. Happens that much weekly. One time I overthought what type of ice cream I wanted from an ice cream truck when I was a kid. And I, I was like, you know, you remember those ice cream bars that were like SpongeBob and then they had like Power Rangers and then they had like Batman with the gumball eyes. You remember those when you were a kid? Not really. Dang, bro. Like, what did you – you grew up in, like, a freaking cage, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I just have a terrible memory. I don't know. I just remember one time I sat too long at the ice cream truck, and then the guy got really pissed off, and he left. And I was just standing there just like, damn. Like, everybody had ice cream cones, and I didn't. And then I got really upset. So, yeah. You were a sad boy? I was a sad boy. Yeah, I was pretty sad. But it was all good. I went inside, and, and I got me a, a fudge sickle. And I ate it. So it, it all you got it all sadness pretty quickly. Yeah, it all came around. But but I just I don't know, man. I should have just went with the Batman with the gumball eyes. And anybody out there that knows about that popsicle knows that that is the shit. So that's the one. So Sunday night football. 
The Patriots are no longer undefeated. How you feeling? Not too bad, man. Um, you know, it was, <laughs> I was a, hoping for a way worse reaction. <laughs> <laughs> no, we talked about it last podcast. We thought it was kind of a fishy line that the Patriots were only favored by three. Um, kind of just set up as a good spot for the Ravens coming off a of bye week, biggest home game of the season for them. Um, Credits to Lamar Jackson and the coaching staff there. Did a great job. Um, confident the Patriots will bounce back, though. Yeah, I mean, you can't really think. My, the thing that I'm looking the most forward to is, like, you know how, like, every week, like, Tom Brady does this this stupid-ass video about how it's, oh, we're on the field, we're on the next week, we're going to be okay. And then he's got some, like, random song that, like, nobody's heard since, like, 2002 that plays. Yeah, I love these videos every week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so ready to see tomorrow's because, like, he's gonna just not post them, or is he? What is he gonna do? I don't don't think he's gonna. That's the thing. Is like, it's like by the time you're listening to this, like everybody's probably already got it figured out. But I'm just so eager to see what he does. Like, I hope that like he like has like he's just out on the on the yard, and then you just have like um like Gary, what's his name, song, just like all around me are familiar faces. And it's just like him being like haunted by like like Lamar Jackson and then like Hollywood Brown and then like uh what's the homie? Nick Boyle. Oh Boyle rules. Like I just want to see that. Like that's a new thing, by the way. Like Nick Boyle scored his first NFL touchdown tonight and now it's O'Boyle rules. No more O'Doyle rules for Billy Madison. It's now O'Boyle rules. So I want to see that on everywhere in Baltimore hanging up. O'Boyle rules. These tight ends that they find off the street. I swear, bro. It was so oh. typical, too. I'm like mad that I didn't play some more DFS tonight because we knew they were going to try to take away Mark Andrews, which would have left Hayden Hurst and, you know, O'Boyle. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Hurst. Like we talked about that you know, on, on Monday's episode, I thought it was going to be Hayden Hurst. And it just, it turned out to be this Nick Boyle. Like I didn't even know Nick Boyle existed. I didn't even know who this guy was. Like literally they are finding these guys, like they're going to nightclubs they're finding these bouncers. They're like, you ever caught a football before? Not. You want to try? Yeah, sure. Well here, you're going to be a tight end because Bill Belichick has no idea who you are and we're going to need you. And that's exactly what probably happened. Cause what do we always say? Bill Belichick takes away the playmaker. Did you see Mark Andrews anywhere tonight? I think he had like one catch, maybe two. Exactly. Yeah. So they see John Harborough was smart. He took the playmaker away before Bill could. He was a smart guy. Yeah, I got to give mad props to to Harbaugh. I mean, I remember there was a point. The biggest play in the game to me was fourth and four when they could have went for a Justin Tucker long field goal and they went for it and converted that fourth down and ultimately went and scored. And I feel like you have to do that against the Patriots to beat them. And that's what, that's what they did. They got ballsy with it, dude. And like, it's, it's just, it's cool to see like, because like I honestly thought that the Patriots were going to come out victorious in this game. And I was obviously wrong, but like Lamar Jackson, like definitely is uh he, he's a baller, dude. Like he is a baller. Like, I mean, we all knew he was good and he was good on his feet and things like that, but, for him to be able to lead that team in like he did, score 28 fantasy points for all of his fantasy owners out there. What was it, 163 passing yards, uh, a touchdown, and then he had two rushing touchdowns, which is really what helped amp those, the fantasy production up. So if you've got Lamar, you've got to be happy right now. Um, 
And, and because, but the problem is, is that so many people, I think, sat him this week just because of that Patriots defense. But the Patriots defense, they came down to earth. And so not only did one undefeated team's defense come down to earth this week, but we had two. They both happened in week nine. Both defenses came back down to earth. And now we're in this crazy dimension where the 49ers are the only undefeated team in the NFL, which if you would have asked me what team was going to be the only undefeated team in the NFL last year, the 49ers would have been nowhere near that conversation. Yeah, it's wild, man. Um, I didn't expect both defenses to, to fall off that quickly. But I guess it was it was time. I don't know if we've ever seen a season where we've had two defenses like that for that long. So maybe the rest of the NFL can catch up. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see the 49ers lose a game here soon too. Yeah, it, it can't last forever. So and and if, if I'm gonna take, you know, if I'm gonna try to bet my money on any game it's gonna be, it'll probably be against New Orleans in the Superdome. So I'm hoping that'll be the one. I'm hoping we knock them off. What is that? Uh it's coming up, dude. It's uh it can't be too far from here. It's gonna be a hot ticket, dude. I am so ready for that game. Like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that I'm there. I know I'm gonna be at the Indianapolis Colts Saints game on Monday night, but I want to try to do anything I can to make sure I'm at the 49ers. It's actually gonna be December the eighth, um, in the Superdome. So if you if you're feeling frisky and you wanna you wanna hop on a little plane from Nashville down to Nola, well, that's not good. What's the what's the what time is the game? It's a it's an afternoon game, twelve o'clock. We should do this shit. We should do it. It's 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 out in the open right now. We might have Garage Fam members petitioning for for this to happen so that we can do some video content in the dome. That sounds fun. Plus, my dad is a season ticket holder, so I probably could reach out to him. Ooh, let's call Papa Dean. Papa Dean. Papa Dean. Call him into the show. Get him on. But anyway, off of that, we'll we'll discuss this later. Mark Ingram is another player that a lot of people were worried about. 18 fantasy points. Um, yeah, he had a fumble. I mean, it's, it's Mark Ingram. You're going to have fumbles from time to time. No touchdowns, but he had 115 rushing yards. So, can't really complain, man. So, like, it was, and then uh, Gus Edwards had a touchdown. But, dude, when this game started, it was it 17-0. Like, I freaked out. Like, I was like, holy shit, like, this is unreal. Like, uh, nobody saw this coming like this. And, like, yeah, I knew in the back of my mind, like, okay, it's not going to be all game like this. The Patriots will find a way to come back. And they did. Muhammad Sanu was the one. Um, he made an immediate impact on this team, putting up 24 fantasy points. So, I would say – I have to say that Belichick and company did good yet again at getting Sanu on this team. And I know you're probably excited about it too. I am. I'm ready to get uh, Nikhil Harry back for the deep play because it, to me like Sanu and, and Edelman do a lot of things similar. I mean, Sanu's a little bit more capable of being the outside receiver, but man, I'm just really worried about the offensive line uh, starting to catch up to us. Don't have Gronk anymore for the, for that uh, rush block or the pass block. Don't have James Devlin. Um, Tom Brady's getting hit a lot. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. I saw that a good bit tonight. Yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of like, you know, like when you're, when you're, when you're rocking and roll, like when you're drinking a shitload of Red Bull, like stay awake for so long and you're just crushing life and then eventually you're going to crash it's going to happen it's just it's just a part of nature it's just what it does and so i mean yeah like you said it's just it's just a coming to earth for this like the these these teams are leaving the stratosphere um they're they're i don't even know if that's right i wasn't i don't remember saying <laughs> too well but hey i will say this if the patriots get the ravens in the playoffs it's going to be a different game 
Oh, big time. Patriots in the playoffs are a completely different team than regular season Patriots. I'm sorry. And that's just the truth. And you know it, too. You've been a fan of them for your whole life, so you understand that. I think yeah, the world understands that. They'll take away something. Like, they'll – something they did tonight, they're not going to let Lamar Jackson run for 70 yards or whatever he ran for, or they'll not let the tight ends run crossing routes. They'll, they'll take something away. So, I mean, I don't know. Harbaugh can, can maybe throw a few new wrinkles in there. If anything, this coaching staff deserves a lot of credit because how many people came out of the woodwork saying, hey, this Lamar Jackson stuff won't work long term. Eventually people are going to get film on them. And um, starting to get several weeks in a row now with sustained success for this offense. So That's how you tell – that's how you figure out the difference between the ballers and the non-ballers is because the ones that are hated on the most are going to either nut up or shut up. And Lamar has nutted up. And so I'm I'm happy to see that happen for them. Like it it definitely does give a new attitude to the Ravens. Like it's a whole new team. Like and I used to really not like them. They were one of my like least favorite teams in the NFL. But like I can see where maybe in the future I won't be like so against them. Like I won't be so like you know because they're just they're evolving. They're different. I I like this this offense that they kind of have going on. So I dig it. But. In the long run, I'll see where what plays out. But uh, one thing that, that they could take away is Justin Tucker. And I don't understand. I think he was hanging out with Adam Vinatieri. He missed an extra point in this game. Yeah, I didn't know he was human until tonight. Yeah, well, the, well, yeah, he's definitely human because I think it was last season he missed the field goal that could have won them the game against the Saints. And that's how the Saints ended up winning. So, yeah, he was human last year, but like he just he's showing a little more of that now. Like he's 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 got whatever kind of water Vinatieri is drinking, whatever kind of filter they have on their faucet, they need to get rid of it because like that's just not like Justin Tucker. So kickers are fucking weird, man. Harrison Butker is like the number one kicker in the league, in my opinion. Now, dude, no, Justin Tucker's today. the best. I know, but but Harrison Butker's on the come up. He, he is good. He's, he's one good. of the best. I like him. I like him a little bit. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to argue. Tucker has had his time, and he's done awesome shit. I used to draft him every year when we had kickers. But it's just – it's crazy seeing some of these guys like this start to kind of fall off the wagon a little bit. So, yeah. Um, and it's it happening to Goskowski too. Before he got injured, he was falling off the past year. Right. I don't know, man. I don't know. Where's Where's Hauschka? Where's Hauschka at these days? Good question. I can't remember. I don't remember either. R.I.P. Hauschka, even if you're still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into uh, running down every uh, every game from Sunday today, I got to say one thing um, about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So it's back. Have you got to eat it yet? Negative. I know you had a lot of feasting going on this weekend for your birthday. And again, shout out to your birthday. We sung happy birthday for you on last on last episode. But again, how was your birthday weekend, by the way? Before even it was great. The sandwich. It was great, man. Did a lot of, in addition to setting up all the content and providing for the garage fam, I was able to have a lot of fun um, with the wife, had a low key 27th birthday, probably the most low key one yet, but that's what I wanted to do. Um, had a lot of beverages Saturday night Ooh, yeah. and um, yeah, we've been rewatching Breaking Bad. So I did that during the day a little bit. So super nice. low key, but then we got outside and uh, enjoyed Nashville a little bit. That's what's up, dude. That's great. Yeah, I know you sent me the picture of you. You had the big gulp today, man. So it was good times. Good times <laughs> with the seven. Good times with the Seven Eleven big gulp, man. Shout Seven Eleven. Beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, this sandwich is back. Okay, and it's better than ever. 
I, I can't explain what it's like to eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich and then have to like scavenger to different Popeye's locations a couple months ago to find the sandwich just so I could enjoy it. And then it went away for like months. What was up with that? Like what kind of business operation has that much success? And then just, it goes away. Like, I don't think they were expecting it. Okay. So like literally when this sandwich first came out, I remember I didn't even know the sandwich came out a couple months ago when it did. And I just remember seeing Popeye's line just like crazy. I've never seen it like this before. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It looked like Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what is going on? Then I know, then I hear about the sandwich and I'm like, Oh my God. And the sandwich war started about which one's better, this and that. So I'm like, of course I had to try for myself. So the first time I ever got one, I waited in line for probably a solid 15, 20 minutes, finally got my sandwich. I took a bite of it. And then I understood why everyone was freaking out. I don't care who you are, what you say. This is the best chicken sandwich in the game by far. There's no other better chicken sandwich in the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Argue with me. I'll fucking punch you in the jejunum. I'm not even fucking, and yes, it is a real body part. Look it up. Tonight, I waited for 25 minutes in line because if you go inside, they're just going to blow you off. So you got to get in the drive-thru if you want to get that chicken sandwich fast. So use that when you're going to Popeye's. Do not try to think that you're going to be smarter by getting out of your car and walking in to get your sandwich because you're going to wait just as long. So just stay in the car. It's going to come quicker that way. I guarantee it because everyone that's in that line is there for that sandwich, nothing else. So it's not going to take long. So get in the line, you wait the 25, you get the sandwich. Sandwich is amazing. It's got the pickles on it. I don't even know. They, like, they literally probably like pull these pickles right out the vinegar, like from a fresh farm, like an organic farm. I don't, I cannot explain how good these pickles are. They're just so good. And then the spicy one is the only one to get. Nobody wants to get the normal classic shit. You got to get the spicy one. The spicy sauce is, is legit. It is just an amazing fucking sandwich. And I'm so glad they brought it back. And they had enough to sustain. Like, I literally asked the woman, I'm like, how much money y'all think y'all made today? She was like, we probably made well close to over $100,000 today. That's what I'm fascinated by. I mean... I'm sorry, I'm nerding out here, but what's like the op- like? How much did they miss out on by not having it? Like who? A fuckload of money. Who's running those figures across how many pop? Like, dude, it's probably millions of dollars. Okay, so yeah, they lost a fuckload of money by not having this. So I hope to God they should be able to make it up, and I think they will because this craze should probably last for like a good solid like three months until like Popeye's employees start getting sloppy with making them, and then they're gonna like go to shit. Like that's typically what happens because like not everybody can be Chick-fil-A in the long run. Chick-fil-A will probably reign supreme, but if Popeye's employees and just Popeye's in general can get their shit together and sustain a great sandwich, they really could give them a run for their money. There's no doubt about it because Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. Little Nikki said it best, but yeah, they missed out. Well, a lot of people don't even know that Burger King owns Popeye's now. Did you know that? I had no clue. Burger King bought Popeye's. So they bought it from like the Al Copeland family. That actually disappoints me because I'm not a big Burger King fan. Well, they kept everything the same. Like it's not. I realize like, that, but now I'm like, yeah. It's yeah. just like, but yeah, Burger King's making all the money. But that's probably why it fucked up because it's Burger King. Like they they fucking serve tacos. Like when's the last time you ate at Burger King? It's been literally no joke, probably four years, five years. I ate at Burger King probably like a month or two ago because they, they came back out with the Stacker Burger and that was like one of the best burgers of all time for me when I was a kid. Like when I was in high school and shit, I used to get them stackers. I made the stacker Whopper. I tried it. it just it, you know, it's okay. It wasn't the same, but it was what it was. And that's the last time I ate Burger King. 
Popeyes, I eat that shit every fucking day. I could literally go and eat that sandwich every day of my life and be a happy man. So I'm probably going to eat a lot of them this week. It's going to happen. Everybody out there, if you haven't tried it yet, go to Popeyes, find a Popeyes, wait in that car line. Don't try to be smart and go in because I promise you, every Popeyes you go to is going to be just like a Chick-fil-A. Go eat the sandwich. It's magnificent. Drew, go get that sandwich tomorrow. You got a Popeyes in the vicinity? I was just thinking about that. That's why I took. That's why I had a delayed response. Um, I'm trying to think of one close by. Might not have one. All right. Well, you gotta you gotta find it. You gotta drive. You gotta go. You gotta do what you gotta do. All right. Enough of the sandwich. Even though I want to talk about it forever because it's just so damn good. Sunday slate recap. Let's dive in. Start off. Gotta gotta go with these uh these this game in London, which ended up being a complete. Shit show for the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew uh, made Jaguars fans remember that Nick Foles played on the team. I don't know what happened. Everybody, like, dude, this was supposed to be one of Gardner Minshew's best games. And, like, everything just tanked. The London, like, the Jaguars are supposed to be good in London, Drew. Like, and we've talked about this. Like, the Jaguars, they're supposed to be, like, London's team, man. What what like, what do you think happened? Yeah, this was actually projected to be one of the closest games of the entire slate. So we thought it would be a field goal game either way. Somebody was probably going to win by a field goal. And as much as we love Minshew, we gotta you know we gotta be critical of him here. Um, you know, the, basically the Houston's defense just shrunk the field and said, "Try to beat us." Um, they couldn't throw over the top. Couldn't really do anything, man. So we'll see if Minshew can respond. I don't know when Foles is scheduled back, but this did not help his case for keeping the job. Oh, hell no, not at all. I mean, look, I started Minshew in a lot of my leagues and, you know, thinking that he was going to be able to provide me because, I mean, he was projected like I think like 20 points, but that's why you should always remember that projections mean dick. This dude threw two interceptions, had two fumbles, um, rushed for 34 yards and had 309 passing yards. He ended up with like 14 fantasy points. It's just – I mean, yeah, he, whatever. He did mediocre numbers. Doesn't matter. But, like, he made like, DJ Chark shit the bed. Like, Chris Conley didn't do well at all. Just And even even freaking Leonard Fournette, dude. Like, it just – it was a mind fuck to me. Like, it just was not supposed to happen. But but shout out to Houston for making shit go down. Um, I think we, we saw De- – Deshaun really didn't have that, that flashy of a day either, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, no, it was just kind of a – uh, meh game, you know. Carlos like, Hyde though, Carlos Hyde had him like fourteen fantasy points, which was pretty dope. So it's good to always see Carlos Hyde do some things. Did you I'm see him sorry, fumble 18. into the end zone? Yeah, he did fumble into the end zone, but he still got eighteen fantasy points, and that's a pretty damn good day for old Carlos Hyde, if you ask me. It is, it is. But I couldn't believe he he had the fumble into the end zone. Like he literally was walking across the line and got it punched out. So. If you had Carlos Hyde, you probably are pretty frustrated. But if you won your fantasy match, you forgive him. If he lost by four points, you, you don't forgive him. Yeah, here's the deal with that. Like, I'm literally – I'm playing Nate Hamilton this week in the pro league. And I have the Cowboys defense left to play for me tonight – or tomorrow for, – for, yeah, for tonight, for Monday. Um, and, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm losing by, like, 11 points. So, yeah. Mm. It's going to be real fun. He had, he had Melvin Gordon, by the way. In case you didn't know. 
Oh man, I'm, sne- I'm sneaking on up there in the leaderboard. I'm about to be six and three. You are. I'm, I'm glad somebody from from the Garage Fam is doing is doing well from from Garage guys in the, the GGFS Pro League. So I'm rooting for you. If I can't get up there, then, then I'm I'm rooting for you in the playoffs. To get I'm there. coming for that jersey. Oh yeah, gotta get it beautiful. Have you figured out who you're gonna get yet? Not yet. It's too soon to tell. All right, cool. We'll keep it there. Yeah, D Hop had him 19 fantasy points. So just uh, it, it was just a weird game, and it was it was an early game. Uh, a lot of people probably forgot about it. Honestly, they were like, "Oh shit, we, we got a game on," and that's typically what happens with these games. But like I told you last week, download your church app. You did that. This was probably a really shitty game if you were a Jaguars. If you were in church in Jacksonville this morning, you probably got caught cussing. You probably got kicked out of the Lord's house because it was not a good day for Jaguars fans. I will say that much. So shout out to the Texans for claiming their stake in the AFC South as probably the number one team. So there's that. Bears-Eagles. Another crazy game. I actually ended up playing the Eagles defense in some DFS lineups. Was doing pretty well up until like towards the end of the game because the Bears just cannot figure anything out. And Allen Robinson had one fucking point. And that pissed me off back. Real bad. Yeah, big letdown spot. Um, I don't have any takeaways for this game. It was an ugly game. Uh, Bears offense didn't wake up until the third quarter. Um, Eagles offense looked good for a little while, then they then they stopped moving the ball uh, in the second half. The big shout-out for this game goes to Zach Ertz. Yeah, the guy that I swapped out literally had the salary for him. Overthought. This is another example of why you should never overthink DFS. I played Erica Braun when I had the money to play Zach Ertz, and I literally wanted to just like in my life right there, like fantasy life. Don't really want to commit suicide, but yeah, just wanted to just like in the day. I wanted to just pretend like I never set a lineup because I was like, you literally had the money for that. I was just thinking like Zach Ertz has not been that great. Watch Dallas Godart go off or Dallas Joe Dirt as we like to call him. Watch him go off, and then I'm not gonna, I'm gonna kick myself in the ass, and then I ended up kicking myself in the ass again because of Eric Bron. So yeah, just uh, nasty, nasty. But finally, good, good for Ertz owners though for for season long. Gotta be happy for that. Ertz, I want to say that uh, he's one of the big, the bigger woes, one of the big woes for this week because he just hasn't woed anybody lately. But 28 fantasy points, 103 receiving yards, and a touchdown, um, nine receptions. So, good day for Zach Ertz. If you had him in DFS or season long, uh, especially season long, I know you were happy. Finally get that production that you've been missing for one of the supposedly number one tight ends in the league. But um, going into the next game with the Colts and the Steelers, talking going back to Eric Braun. I think a lot of that had to do, like, of course, Jack Doyle was used a little bit. I think you, I think you used some Jack Doyle, if I'm not mistaken, or did you have him in some season long? I had some Doyle. He was uh, three thousand, super cheap uh, for the lineups. I couldn't get Ertz. He went down to Doyle and uh, he paid off for a touchdown. Nice. So you had that, and then of course the big news out of this game: Jacoby Brissett got injured. Um, I'm no doctor. Haven't really checked up on the on the whole injury yet, but I know Brian Hoyer came in. He gave the Pittsburgh defense, and he made them the biggest DFS defense of the day. Um, coming in, Minka Fitzpatrick with an interception, ran it back. I don't even remember how many yards it was for. Do you know off the top of your head how many yards they ran that thing back for? It was 90-ish yards. So it was a – I mean, they threw it. Hoyer was in, looking to throw it to the end zone, and they intercepted it. So 
Yeah, it was uh, it was up there. But yeah, Fitzpatrick, man, just making a huge impact on that Pittsburgh defense. The only other defense I think that that even held a candle to what Pittsburgh did today was the Houston Texans defense. They had 19 fantasy points as well over on DraftKings. But uh, yeah, that game I, I didn't get to catch a whole lot of the Colts Steelers game. Um, I was hoping Deontay Johnson was going to be able to keep his production up. He ended up with like a point or something like that, which is, you know, it's going to happen with guys like that. You know, you, you just, they're going to blow up on some games and then some games are just going to, I mean, that's fantasy football, right? Right. Especially with those type receivers. This was supposed to be one of the ugliest games of the day. The point total was set at 40 points. So the overall was 40, totally. but man, it, it, it popped off. Um, Zach Paschal is actually really good. Yes. If you didn't know. Like he, he is. I know he's had some bench. games, but that guy, man, like if you just watch him play, he's going to make a few catches each game that, um, that just really stand out their highlights. So He's a bedazzler. And this was with Hoyer. You know, Hoyer threw three touchdowns this game. So That's the beauty of it. When you find a wide receiver, you get you, get you – what do they say? Get you, a, get you a man that can do both. <laughs> get you a wide receiver that can do both. He don't matter who's slinging that rock to him. He's going to make it happen. Um, if you haven't picked up Zach Pascal yet, you, you probably fucking missed the boat. Um, if he's still out there on the waiver wire and you're in desperate need of a wide receiver, I'm not saying drop somebody like DeAndre Hopkins or like, um, I don't know, maybe Adam Thielen, maybe, maybe old Thielen after, after today. Um, I don't even know. Like, it, I don't know if I would drop Adam Thielen until we may we hear that there's a season-ending injury there. No, you can't. You can't drop Thielen. Don't do that. He's probably on the can't drop list in most leagues anyway. Yeah. So, if you play in ESPN leagues like that. Yeah, if you see that he's going to miss time or gets put on IR, then just move him to your IR slot or drop him. But if he's not on IR, then you got to keep him. Of course. But, but Vinatieri, facts. man, I got to talk about Vinatieri because we had uh, the Colts on our best bets, and it was one of the most frustrating losses. First, he missed an extra point. Then he missed a, I don't know, 40-yarder, just shanked it. So, Yeah, they were man, supposed to win tough. that game. Yeah, it's tough. That's The Colts really shouldn't have three losses. And Vinatieri, as much as he's been great, Hall of, Hall of Famer, you know, the, the minute he retires, he's going to be a Hall of Famer the next season. But, man – I don't he's know bad. what it is. They 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 got to be. I think they're just scared. They're scared to cut him. Maybe he's like he's like that old grumpy man in the locker room. He's like if you try to approach him, he's just like get the fuck off my lawn. You know what I mean? Like he's like <laughs> I bet yeah. he's like senile. He's senile in the locker room. Nobody wants to like cut him or anything. It's like why is he still on this team? They're not gonna cut him, man. He just because he made a fifty order to win to win the game last week. And hey, to be fair, like who are you gonna go grab? It's much better. I mean, we saw the Patriots pick up somebody they dropped two weeks later uh mike nugent yeah now they got nick folk who hadn't kicked has not kicked since a game against the patriots in 2017 so diamond doesn't man i don't yeah yeah i think i think they have to have somebody different come in there but i guess you can't cut a hall of famer i don't know garrett hartley's got an instagram maybe they should reach out to him bring him back back. yeah bring him back oh garrett i think he smokes a lot of weed now don't hold me to that Probably so. He just seems like he's high a lot on his Instagram page. Garrett, if this finds you and you're not a weed smoker, I didn't mean anything by it, but it would be a lot cooler if you did. What game are we on? So now we are on Jets Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) We're leaving cold Steelers, moving into Jets Dolphins, which is – Fitzmagic. Dude, Ryan fucking Fitzmagic beat the Jets. 
Adam Gase's time in New York is coming to a close after today. That is yeah. a guarantee. It is. It, it didn't work. Um, if you get beat by the Dolphins, by the undefeated Dolphins, like I think that the Dolphins were mad that they won. They like they were just the Jets were obviously just so bad that they couldn't even lose to them on purpose. But then again, like I said before, the Fitzmagic Dolphins are a whole different team. Fitzmagic wants to win. He wants to play. It's just who he is. He knows that he knows his career is a backup is what it is. So he just wants to make the most of it. Shout out to Preston Williams. Oh yeah. Homie. Yeah, Preston he was in Williams. cash games for both sites for for me. So that's one of the main reasons I cashed. Thank you, Drew, Preston Williams. Drew, what 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 are, what did we tell him last week? What did we tell him? Fitzmagic? No. I told him Preston Williams. Preston oh, you Williams. Did? I, was, I didn't know if you said Devontae Parker or Preston. You were Williams. like, you were like, I don't know. You were like, I don't know if, if I'm gonna be playing a lot of hey. them there's other options out there. But you ended up playing him and I'm happy because it paid off. That's why they got to subscribe to the content because I got to go look at the matchups and he had a beautiful matchup today. Takes so. time. Just takes time. Yep. You got to get to the content. You got to make it happen. Preston Williams, 24 fantasy points, 72 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Preston, my boy. Ryan Fitzpatrick with 23, 288 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. Um, you you got to love it, man. Like You, you got to love that. But on the other side of the ball, you got to give credit where it's due. Jamison Crowder, man, well, that was your guy. You called it. You called that one 100%. I mean, I, I backed it up a little bit. I said, that, yeah, it's probably going to be a good play. But you knew. You knew right off the, right off the bat this is going to be a pretty good game for Jamison. He had 83 receiving yards and a touchdown, eight receptions, 22 fantasy points. Obviously, there were some people out there that did better than him. But still, it was a Crowder day. I think we said we were going to be serving up a big bowl of clam chowder at this game. <laughs> And lo and behold, it fucking happened. So yeah, if you stack this game, you won some serious money. Yeah. No, like, dude, Fitzpatrick was $4,800 on yeah. DK. $4,800. Yeah. You got 23 fantasy points for $4,800. Got to love it. Jamison was 5300 I actually ended up playing the other uh, side of that. I played Darnold and Crowder. That was my two plays on that nice. one. I still did fine. It was okay. But Le'Veon Bell – was at 7,700. He had 20 fantasy points, so at least he got over the 20 the twenty hump. 66 rushing yards, no touchdowns. And I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. I'm done with him. I'm done with Le'Veon. If you can trade Le'Veon, trade Le'Veon. I'm about to start making some talks. I'm about to start doing a little bit of talks in a couple of my leagues. Anybody that's in these leagues that are listening to the show right now, if you want to send me some offers for Le'Veon, holla at me. We'll see what happens. Um, I think that I'm personally finished with him. Just because of after today, I don't see things getting any better with this Adam Gase-led Jets team. Yeah, this is a just super embarrassing, and we need to move on to the next game after this. But I, I just have to say, the fact that you lose the Dolphins, especially after they lost their best defensive players, Avion Howard, to injury, <laughs> like how wow. do you lose? How do you lose this game? Um, Man, there's a meme up on Garage Guys of Adam Gase sitting on the bench, like writing on paper while all the other coaches are trying to to actually coach the game. It's hilarious. Go look at it at GGFS Podcast. You'll find it. Vikings Chiefs. How does the Vikings lose this one to Matt Moore? 26 to 23 Chiefs in this game. Dalvin Cook was a was a poop sickle disappointment. Uh, he still had like 15 fantasy points, but still for Dalvin against this uh, this Chiefs defense. You're expecting a whole lot more. 
Yeah, this was partially on Dalvin, partially on the coaching staff. Man, they were using – I don't know what the Vikings were doing today. They were throwing Amir Abdullah in there. I know Amir Abdullah scored, but you don't need to be playing Amir Abdullah with that roster. I mean, you have Madison, you have Dalvin Cook. It's probably the guys you should stick with. Um, I'm I'm ready to call, like, Kirk Cousins, and I try not to make these claims. But if he plays in outdoors, the dude just misses receivers. Like, he just missed wide-open people, like, four or five times today. Yeah, I mean, I know that it was a tough blow for Thielen, you know, being being taken out, zero flat points for fantasy owners. That sucks, and I get it. But, yeah, like, dude, Diggs, I mean, even though I called Diggs to be, like, the guy, he did end up getting more points than Thielen, but he got two fantasy points. How do you let Stefan Diggs get two fantasy points against this defense? Like, how? And if you're going to let him get two points, you got to make it up elsewhere. I mean, he had – I don't know what his fantasy numbers were. He was hitting um, Treadwell some. I mean, Kirk, Kirk had 21 fantasy points. He finished the day at 220 passing yards, three touchdowns. Like, he had a decent fantasy day. He got – like, if you get over the 20 hump, you had a decent day in my opinion. He did. But if you watch the game, like, okay. That yeah, fantasy, the game, the fantasy, game looked bad. Yeah, he just – I mean, when you see somebody run a five-yard out and they're open and he just can't make the throw, it's got to be frustrating as a fan, just from a fan perspective. Yeah, you got to be able to figure some shit out. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, Kirk's got that. He, he got the points. And, and anybody that started him, like, you know, congratulations, good for you. But, yeah, it's, you, you got to do something different, man. But you got to get Dalvin more involved. That's, that is the heartbreaker of this one, man. So many people were relying on Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook, I mean, anytime that you have, you're on DK and you get that little icicle, I mean, 71 rushing yards against the Chiefs defense that is just horrible against the run. So it's just like, what, what, what's happening here? Like, it's like, are the Chiefs defense sneaky good? Or is the they Vikings partially stepped up? Bad, partially. You know, like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I hate to see it. A lot of people spent a lot of money on him. $9,500 on DK today, man. Like, a lot of people spent a lot of money on him. Yeah, I played him in cash on both sites. Um, he was the probably the weakest link on our lineup, but he didn't kill you because he still scored, I think, 15 or 16 yeah, points. Yeah, he still had 15.60 fantasy points. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he didn't get over the 20 hump. You you expect somebody like you Dalvin do. to get over that 20 hump. Most weeks I'd be very <laughs> upset with that. I just had the rest of my lineup was stacked, so didn't didn't affect me this week. But, uh, but yeah, you got You got to give love to Matt Moore, man. Uh, Matt Moore, he's getting that ball where it needs to go. He got Tyreek Hill 29 fantasy points today. Love seeing that. Um, Damian Williams, man, stepping up. 23 fantasy points for him. He's, he hadn't really been a topic of conversation in a while. Yeah, ever since LaShawn McCoy last week uh, fumbled the ball, they've gone with Damian Williams, and he's kind of taking the, taking the job there. I don't think LaShawn McCoy scored over two fantasy points today. I think he had, like, one point. So, all signs are pointing to Damian Williams to be the lead guy, which is how the year was supposed to start out. And, um, you know, if he fumbles, we might see Shady right back in there. So Yeah, dude, Andy, dude, Andy Reid don't play, man. Like, you fuck up one time, you're done. He's like, he's like, you see all these guys I got stored in the freezer at my Waffle House? He was like, at any moment, they can come out and I'll thaw them out, and they're just going to go crazy. Like, he just, like, threatens all of his running backs with that. So He looks for a reason to pass. That dude loves passing. So Yes, he does. <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't care he's playing running back. Yeah, not at all. And, I mean, it, it just seems like anybody you put into that offense, they just – they find a way. Like, whoever's starting the running, the running back position, they find a way to do something decent. So, shout out Damian Williams owners. Shout out people that started him. $4,000 on DK. 
Hell of a value play right there. But moving into Titans Panthers, Tannehill. What was it you told me about Tannehill last week, Drew? I mean, I know the team didn't win, but you were like, don't get excited. Yeah, you shouldn't be. That was domination by the Panthers in the first half. They got to the quarterback over and over again. Uh, I think they had a sack, interception, fumble recovery. Did, did Tannehill do good or something? Bro, Tannehill had 28 fantasy points today. Um, garbage time. 331 yards, a touchdown, and he had a rushing touchdown. Um, still delivered. I started Tannehill. I've, I've actually picked up Tannehill in one of my uh, – in our Roto Baller League, in the Yahoo League. And I had him starting, so it was a great day. I had a great day in the Yahoo League. I had a lot of these, like, little players that I've built off the waiver wire, like Tannehill and some of, some other, you know, kind of oddball guys that I've, I've picked up along the way because my team just was kind of shit. But um, fixed it up a little bit. Tannehill's been, been one of these guys, man. Like, I mean, dude, he's, he's, he's been pretty consistent the past few weeks as far as fantasy. Yes, it may be garbage time, but still, it still points at the end of the day. And in fantasy, that's what matters most, baby. Garbage time still counts in fantasy. So that's right. Hey, yeah. I played the Panthers D though. I was very pleased. They had had a lot of points. So they did. They were one of the the higher scoring, um, higher scoring defenses of the day. Uh, highest scoring player in that game, Christian McCaffrey, forty fantasy points. Dude is don't, don't even penciling need to, man. Yeah, just every week he's an every week starter. Like if you if if like even if he does like three points one week, I think he had like one game where he did shit. Doesn't matter. Just put him in your lineup. Just build your entire lineup around Christian McCaffrey. You'll be fine. That needs to be a rule of thumb. I think we're about to see – I'm about to look at the schedule real quick. We're about to see him reach a price, a DraftKings record in price. We should. Like, he should be so high that you have to question not playing him because right now there's, like, no price that's been okay for how he's producing. They're playing the Packers next week. He better be, like, 11000 yeah, he's ten thousand. I think he's the most. He's the most expensive guy, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I'm not intimidated by Packers <clears throat> against him either. No, not at all. Especially after the shit that we saw today, fucking nuts, man. But but yeah, dude. It, this game in general, though, like I said, it's you know, Titans is what it is. Tannehill was was surprised. Was happy with him. Uh, big stinker for Jonu Smith, though. I was a little upset about that, but. Um, it was more Panthers Panthers side where the fantasy production came into play. We we saw a good game out of DJ Moore for forty eight hundred on DK, hundred one receiving yards, no touchdowns, but uh, he had the seven receptions and hundred one hundred one receiving yards. So you can't be mad about that. I know a lot of people probably threw in some Curtis Samuel. He didn't do so hot. Um, but he had a good game. Yeah, it was is sixteen points. It wasn't. I mean, it's 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 decent That's wide receiver point. He didn't get over the twenty hump, but he's not supposed to, right? Hey, I mean, he was only 4,500, so he got three times the salary in points. But he had the touchdown. Both of them did well, though. They were, 40, uh, yeah, for 4,300, yeah, yeah, Curtis did well. He, they, did, um, he didn't do. DJ. I got to give this quick shout out to the, the, so tier four on the premium content. We have the Panthers receivers, number one, Mike Williams, number two, and uh, Preston Williams. So those three all did well. Look at them. Shout out to those guys. Really making my content look good. Tier four, baby. Tier four. Tier four. Kyle Allen had 15 fantasy points in this one. 
Um, so yeah, it's just a uh, good, good, good outing for these Panthers. Good, good try to, they're trying to like kind of revamp things and, and get going. I think AJ Brown had like the most fantasy points for a wide receiver on the, on the Tennessee Titans, but the big production did come from Derrick Henry right there towards the end. I think he finished the day with about 24 fantasy points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, those are uh, two touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. The Russian yards, he rushed for like 63 yards, and he received for like 36. He had three receptions. So, you if you had Derrick Henry like I did, I had him in DFS, <clears throat> you know, you, you started off freaking out, biting your nails, just like, oh, shit, it's over with, it's done. Derrick Henry does a blooper. If you remember on episode 110, I talked about Derrick Henry. I think he's going to have a decent game. He came through in the clutch. So, big shout-out to Derrick. Uh, Derrick Dookie, Dookie Hare Henry. Do you ever notice that he has a turd that sticks out of the back of his helmet? Yes, I have noticed that. It's can aggravating. I, can, I, can I do my weekly rant about the Titans? Yes, please do. So, Derrick Henry, great game, great call by you. But ridiculous that he only had 13 carries. He only had two carries, I think, at halftime. They tried to give the ball to Deion Lewis. This is, when, this is all when the Panthers got a big lead. And Deion Lewis fumbled. Should have had Derrick Henry in the game. And then they say, okay, we're losing, so we should probably start giving our best players the ball in the second half, and then they're playing to catch up the rest of the game, which if you know the Titans, Titans are not the kind of team that screams catch up. You know, like they have to probably be in the game. They can't score in bunches. So, I don't know, man. Like, to me, with Derrick Henry and these receivers, like, they should be prioritizing getting Derrick Henry the ball 20, 25 times a game. So. That was supposed to be their plan this season. Like, they came out saying that, like, we're going to get Derek the ball a whole lot more. So, yeah, they failed him on that today for sure, even though he came through with the fantasy points. But I do want to backtrack when you said when you think catch-up. When I think about catch-up and I try to mix it with football, it's got to be the Chiefs just because of Patrick Mahomes. So I, Mahomes. I need to say that. I yeah, say that. I agree. He's Wish doing him well. that, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah, he's a, he's a Hunt's boy. That's what I thought. He's big on the hunt stuff. So big on the hunts, that guy there. Um, Redskins, Bills, not a really, really big need to talk too much about this one. Cole Beasley came back through again. Shout out to the homie Cole. Got him a touchdown. Um, but yeah, Bills 24, Redskins 9. Adrian Peterson did a little bit more than expected for most. I know that uh, I know a couple people that had him in some DFS lineups out there. So they were uh, decently happy with, with his production. I don't know uh, where we had him ranked at or if we had him ranked at all. Yeah, I don't play Adrian Peterson. Yeah, AP. Old man AP. We won't be playing Adrian Peterson either, so if that's what you want to play, don't come Don't come here. Yeah, don't, Sorry. don't come for AP time. Yeah, no, there's just so many people. Guys. Like, I'd rather play Devin Singletary than Adrian Peterson. I feel you on that. I do feel you there. Devin Singletary, homeboy, came to play. You said it, too. He said that he was going to have himself a, a nice little outing. Wasn't like, you know, anything like stupid, like crazy. But, I mean, 23 fantasy points. Again, if you're over the 20 hump, you get the bump. Catchphrase slogan now. Yeah, especially when you're priced under 5000 So he uh, 4700 Shit. Yeah, man. He had three catches as well. Um, single tear. He – Outproduced Frank Gore substantially again. Frank Gore had 11 carries for 15 yards. Singletary had 20 carries for 95 yards. So we've seen this, we've seen this flip to Singletary's backfield. We said it on the podcast last week that it was 
trending towards a 70-30 Singletary, and that's what we had today. So good good for the Bills for not just sticking with the with Gore and, and uh, going with the younger guy. Old Billy boys just making things go down. I like those Bills, man. I don't know what it is about those Bills. I just like those Bills. I don't know if I it's do. the – I don't know if it's the the colors or if it's the, the 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 mascot, the logo, whatever you want to call it. Just something about those Bills, man. We like their their players too, like Cole Beasley, Devin Singletary, Frank Gore, Josh Allen. Like I like all those guys. Dawson they, Knox. You kidding yeah. me? John Brown. They have they they really do. Like they have a sexy like. There's just something like they're all like, under the radar. They're all under the radar guys. Yeah, I lo- love loving some John Brown um, on there. I got a couple of shares of him myself. But, uh, yeah, it's just – I don't know, man. It's one of those things. Like, it's just you see him and you're like, damn. You're just like, what? what is this? It's like lumberjacks. They just run out of the woods. <laughs> They're all just, like, running. It's just like we're, we're from Buffalo. There was a, a player, an old player, that he came out and said, uh, all there is to do is fuck in Buffalo, I think is what he said. Not really the, the verbatim, but basically that's what he meant. That's basically what he was trying to say. Yeah, because like he, he had a kid, and he was like, all there was to do was sit by a fire and make children in, uh, in Buffalo. I can't remember who said that, but if anybody does remember who it was, be sure to tag us on Twitter and remind us. So, yeah, good for the Bills, getting back on the win train. It was the Redskins after all, so whatever. So let's move into one of the bigger fantasy-producing games, if not the biggest fantasy-producing game of – the day which we we said would be everybody knew it would be seahawks bucks turned out to be fucking fire produced the highest scoring fantasy producers of the day tyler lockett 43 fantasy points russell wilson 42 fantasy points mike evans 39 fantasy points dk metcalf 30 fantasy points you could have literally stacked this game like we said and you would have killed you would have murdered you would have murdered so what i did on my lineup that i crushed Jameis Winston, 24 fantasy points. Like, do, do I need to continue? Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Rojo. Little homie Rojo. 16 fantasy points. Didn't get the 20 hump. Still, 4,100, 16 fantasy points. I'll take it. Touchdown, 67 rushing yards. 15 receiving yards, two receptions. Ronald Jones. Wow. Wow, wow, man. Wow. What a day to be in Seattle, Chris Carson, 17. So way more, uh, way more receiving than running. But that dude, dude just that game just screams sex. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, and my my lineup that finished third here, my big win for the day. I have Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay from the Detroit side, but then I went Russell Wilson, Mike Evans, and Tyler Lockett. All three of them, and all three of them went bananas. Crazy. No interceptions for Jameis. That needs to be said as well. He had one fumble, but no interceptions. That Tampa Bay uh, defense, if they would straighten it out, they'd have a – there's no better wide receiver duo right now than those two. No, not at all. Like, like at Chris Godwin, he didn't show up like I thought he would. He had 13 fantasy points. The beauty, beauty of this, though, is – I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but at uh, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, uh, our homie Howard Bender and the crew at Fantasy Alarm, they do the FF pie bet. So basically, they have four receivers, and if you want to enter the pie bet, you basically say what receiver you're going to choose, and if as long as your receiver scores more points than one of the four that they choose there, you're in the clear. But if your receiver that you choose scores less 
than one of the four receivers they pick, you've got to post a video of you getting pied in the face. And every time you get pied in the face, they donate $10 to a charity. Um, I feel bad right now because I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head what charity it actually is, but um, they will do that. So if you guys are listening to the show, you want to participate in that, go follow Howard Bender at Roto Buzz Guy. Follow Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio on Twitter. And uh, all you got to do every week, they'll, they'll put out the receivers they're choosing. And you send a tweet, make sure you tag Fantasy Alarm, tag uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio and Howard Bender. Use hashtag FFPiBet and choose your receiver. And then, like I said, if you end up getting pied in the face, you make a video, they put it on a montage, and then they're going to donate $10 to the charity. So it's a great cause. <clears throat> Go check it out. That's hashtag FFPiBet. Um, and it's with uh, Fantasy Alarm, Howard Bender, and all those guys. So I avoided a pie. Thank God. I chose Godwin. But uh, I think that somebody had DJ Chark on there. And so it helped me out a lot because he got less than 13 points. So I'm in the clear. Next game, Lions-Raiders. The Raiders won a game. Hunter Renfro gets another touchdown. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Fuck. I, uh, I guess I should have told you to keep playing him. I don't know. Um, this is how this stuff works, right? If you have a bold yeah, take and yeah. then he, he, he busts for several weeks in a row, then you decide to stop. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm just happy that he's he's doing well, you know, out there floating on the fucking waiver wire, probably on somebody else's team by now. I haven't even looked to check and see. Dude, Josh Jacobs was the talk of the town on this one. 27 fantasy points, 6,500 on DK. Uh, dude had a monster day, 120 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Um, you can't can't beat that with a baseball bat, as you used to say when you were a child before you knew curse words. Um, but yeah, dude, Josh Jacobs. Dude, Derek Carr had like 19. He almost got over the 20 hump. Good to see that. And then, yeah, Hunter fucking Renfro, bro. Hunter Renfro, 17 fantasy points. He's here. He's arrived. He's arrived. Um, go get him. Weird uh, comment here or one addition if you want to look for like a major sleeper. Um, they're using Zay Jones a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've I've actually got Zay in uh, in one of my uh one of my my season long leagues, but uh I, I don't think that he had quite the day that did. Hunter did. But Hunter, but the touchdown was what really helped out Hunter Renfro. Well, we will say that. But yeah, I do know. I I knew, I knew like when if if you're gonna reach out to like a guy like Zay Jones, like obviously you have a need for him. Um, and I think it, what is it, Tyrell Williams? He's still injured, if if I'm correct, or is yeah, he, he out played, there he's playing? He's playing? He's playing still? Yeah. See, he he don't even him. don't even know he's playing. You know why? Hunter Renfro. Because of fucking Hunter Renfro. He's here, man. He's arrived. God, man, Hunter Renfro. I gotta go see if I can get him back again, man. I miss my Hunter Renfro. But may, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe I needed to part ways with Hunter so that he could do well for others. There you go. That's one maybe, way to look at it. Yeah, I just got I gotta be positive about it, but. On the other side of the ball with the Lions, hell of a day. Jones Jr., the man, the myth, the legend, the one I told you about, highest scoring wide receiver, beat out Kenny Galladay. If he would have just got – if you would have had Marvin instead of Kenny, I had you, might, you might – you did have – oh, so you had both. I did. Ooh, a man that can do both. That's right. Ooh-wee. He was a great play on FanDuel, too. Super cheap, so – Jeez, and Pete's man, yeah, just twenty six points for Galladay, twenty nine for Jones. Uh, hell of a day for Stafford. He, he he's not disappointing whatsoever. Everybody that got him off the waiver wire for a dollar more than somebody else. Hey, you're contributing to my uh, run here. You're yeah, helping yeah. me out. If you I can't guess. win, you got to help me. 
I guess I did it for the team at the end of the day. I got to right. look at it. I got to be smart about it. You did have a little bit better core than I had built anyway. Um, another player I do want to talk about, though, that popped out of nowhere, that took shit. Ty Jones pissed me off. J.D. McKissick, 16 fantasy points today. Um, so, just if you had if you had carry on, you need to go find another running back somewhere else. You know, don't fuck with this backfield. Yeah, I must feel foolish for one thing we talked about, Chase, was Detroit Lions running backs, right? I mean, they never pan out. This is no different. You never know what's going to happen week to week. If it's a if it's a shootout type game and Detroit's looking to pass, then McKissick's going to be in there. And that, that, this is what we've established at this point, and I think this has been established. Like you said, we've talked about it a couple of times on the on some recent episodes. But Lions are an air team. It's air attack. T.J. Hawkinson, shout out to the Hawk. He made some shit happen today. I think he got a touchdown. Um, Did he really? Yeah, I think Hawk got him a touchdown. I'm look. Let me let me double check that. Don't quote me on it. He had eight fantasy points. Um, no, zero touchdowns. He did have 56. Oh, yeah, I remember what it was. I got a notification on Sleeper. Shout out to Sleeper, where we play our pro league. I got a notification saying he had, like, a, a big reception for – and I think that that's where the majority of his yards came from. He only had 56 yards and three receptions. So, eight points. Still not bad for the rookie at 3,700. Um, could have been way better. Hopefully, you didn't put him in your lineup. He, I don't think he's really DK material. But – um especially at 3,700. But you never know when he's going to go off and do something big. But, uh, but yeah, this Lions team, I think they're going to keep attacking in the air, stick to the air game. If you can get, if you can get your hands on uh, on one of those receivers, make it happen because I don't see this this going anywhere else, even though they lost the game. Anytime you get Matt Stafford trailing, that's a beautiful thing. That's exactly what you want out of life. Yep, I agree. I'm loving the Stafford. Back to the old Stafford. Oh, Yes. Uh, next game, Packers-Chargers, the game that I definitely did not watch just because I talked about why last week. And now that I'm looking at it, I'm kind of wishing I did watch it. It was ugly. ugly. It was. That's how most of them are. But, dude, Melvin Gordon, he's back? That was one of my calls on the – that Melvin Gordon had a a big game. That Chargers offense is looking a little bit better. And we kind of talked about the Packers defense not being really – all that great. It was kind of a one or two game thing um, for them early in the season. But the Packers chase for the whole first half, I think they had 50 yards of total offense. So we finally saw um, Aaron Rodgers have his first like poor game under the new coach there. So Mr. LaFleur, go ahead with the quote. Beat it, LaFleur. Yeah, LaFleur had to beat it today. <laughs> He's probably beating his dick at home right now. <laughs> sad and crying because his wife ain't going to give him any because he got beat by a fucking running back that was $5,000 on DraftKings. Two touchdowns, 80 yards, 29 receiving yards, three receptions from Melvin. And Aaron Jones continues to be the guy that scores like 30 or three. Dude, yeah. Big stinker of the day is Aaron Jones. Um, just, yeah, it's just the ups and the downs. Just like, what? Dude, this, if, if Aaron Jones was a stock, he'd be the most volatile stock in the fucking world because that's exactly what he is right now. He is volatile. Aaron Jones is volatile. Uh, I, I feel like we're seeing more stability from, from freaking uh, – I can't even think of his name Jamal right Williams. now. Yeah, Jamal. 16 fantasy points for him today. He was 5,900, um, and he had – horrible numbers as well he only had one touchdown i think he had 10 rushing yards jesus christ dude looking at this yeah right now. he's obviously going to be the guy if the packers are trailing so keep that in your in the back of your mind 
Yeah, I don't know what the Packers got going on, man. Devontae's back. I guess that was one good thing. Maybe he should have stayed away. It seems like they they had their their first rough game with Devontae Adams coming back into the mix. Yeah, I'm going to treat this as a throwaway game for the Packers. Just a bad game. Forget about it. Forget about it. Last game we're going to touch on for the for Sunday is probably the most news media worthy game that that's been happening after. I got a couple things to talk about uh, the stuff that happened after the game. But the Browns Broncos, the Broncos beat the Browns. The Browns are officially defeated for the 2019 season. John Dorsey is probably going to be firing Freddie Kitchens. I don't I don't know what else to say other than it was a fucked up failed experiment and you should have kept Greg Williams. Yeah, I actually don't mind that take. Um, as much as, like, I don't really like Greg Williams, he seemed like he was doing better with that team than than Freddie Kitchens, despite Freddie Kitchens kind of being credited for Baker Mayfield's good stats. But What stats? What yeah, stats are we talking of, about? End of last year. Baker How many Mayfield times he's going to shave his face in one day? Yeah. Is that the stats we're talking about? You, you know that Baker Mayfield had a good run at the end of last year. Everyone he did. Knows, he did. It, it's not the same thing as starting out a whole season – together it's, and it's horrible like if you hey, i if hope you, they fire him i hope they fire him because it's gonna free todd munkin you're right though shit what was it? baker had 17 fantasy points today if you don't know who todd munkin is and if he gets the chance to be the head coach just get ready he is literally responsible do you remember chase the tampa bay buccaneers start last year where they went like six games of putting up like 40 points with ryan fitzpatrick yeah i do that was mr todd munkin air raid offense and he's the offensive coordinator for the Browns, and I'm pretty sure they're not letting him do anything. Freddie Kitchens is calling the plays. I'm on Freddie. I'm just going to hang out here because our me and Baker have a good thing going on, bacon in the kitchen. That's what we call ourselves, and I'm going to call the shots because I'm Freddie Kitchens. I feel like that's what he talks like. I haven't really listened to a lot. Yeah, he's not a head coach, man. No, he's, he's a guy. He's just a guy that, that hangs out in the locker room. Even though Baker had 17 fantasy points, it's still just like, you as a team, you have to do better. Jarvis Landry had 17 as well. Um, is Baker starting in the league in two years? I want to say yeah, man. Because, like, I mean, as much as, like, I've clowned on Baker today, like, I really haven't clowned on him a lot. I did, like, one meme. But, like, you, I don't know. Like, I, I want to see him succeed. And I want to see the Browns too. succeed, man. I want to see the Browns be good. Like, it just sucks. Like, that's the, the real problem here is that, like, everybody was so hyped. I was one of them. I bought into it, dude. I was excited. Like, I literally, before this, before this season started, like, I made the call that, yeah, the Browns could be a wild card in the playoffs. Like, yep. and I made that call. And, like, dude, he can't get the ball to Odell Beckham. I don't know what's happening there. Like, you have Odell Beckham Jr. on your team, and he's only scoring 13 fantasy points. Granted, I do like the fact that Jarvis is is getting more reps because, like, I, there, there just was this thing about me in the beginning of the season where I was like, you know, I want Jarvis to do well, and, like, I think he will because these defenses are going to be way more on Odell. So, like, yeah, Jarvis is getting a little bit more action. But, dude, Nick Chubb, 13 fantasy points today. And I, and I get that Denver's defense is on and off or whatever, but, like, like dude, like, you can't, you can't do that kind of shit, man. Like, we had – Denver had a whole new offense this, this week too, by the way, just like we talked about. We're going to see a whole new offense. I thought we were going to see Drew Locke in there. Um, and it turns out there wasn't any Drew Locke. Um, a little Brandon Allen action. A little bit of Brandon Allen. Like, who is this guy? We got Kyle Allen. We got Brandon Allen. Are they cousins? Yeah, they're blood brothers. 
blood brothers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe they're Eskimo brothers. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, something like that. But yeah. whatever happened. They look it, better than Flacco. It, yeah. It woke, it woke up Noah Font or Fant, whatever, $3,000 on salary on DraftKings turned into 23 fantasy points. Cortland Sutton had a, not a bad day, too. I mean, he, he was – Mr. In, consistent. Yeah, 17 fantasy points for Cortland Sutton. Um, so, just uh, – and I don't even know who else we got down here. Philip Lindsay had 15 fantasy points. But, yeah, like, dude, they made it happen. They beat Cleveland. Like, John Elway's a happy guy. Is Brandon Allen tall? How tall is he? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. We'll but hey, I have to I have to get back to the Baker real quick because you've been going on a tangent here. So I've been thinking Sorry. about it. No, I've been thinking about it. it. So if people are going to be like super critical of Jameis Winston and decision making interceptions, then everything that you say about him can be said about Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield's thrown just as many picks. Yeah, I I'm just saying. Right. I just like to me, Jameis Winston's a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I get. I mean, the the not, stats don't lie, right? I mean, I guess the one argument people used to say was that you just don't have the the same volatility between the two. Like Jameis Winston might go out there and lose you a game straight up, but to me, Baker Mayfield's the same way. You know, it's just yeah. The way I look at it is, I look at it off of fantasy points. I mean, I haven't seen – I've seen Jameis have a lot more games where he went over 25 points than I have seen Baker do it. So, obviously, that, that tells you everything you need to know right there. So, I feel you on that 100%, and I, and I see it where you're coming from there. But, again, so, something's got to give there. But I'm, I'm personally just – the Browns are – the Browns are going to brown. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna brown hole it. They're brown holing the season away. So, we'll see what happens uh, this week. Uh, I'm sure we're going to hear something. Something's going to come of this. It has to. Um, they they just they, they this was a game they were supposed to win. Um, Monday night football. Now that we wrapped up the Sunday slate, Monday night football tonight. Cowboys Giants going to be an amazing NFC East game. We're going to see some Daniel Jones. We're going to see Dak Prescott. I think this is going to be a way better game than it would have been in the beginning of the season. So uh, me personally, I'm looking. For Ezekiel Elliott to do his thing, this is going to be a running back showdown. Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. Two quote-unquote supposedly best. They forget about Christian McCaffrey. But uh, I'm ready to see these two square off. I like me a little bit of uh, of Amari Cooper, just because he's Amari Cooper. And then I like this guy, Darius Slayton. I know we got Golden Tate. Sterling Shepard's inactive. Slayrod Slayton. Yeah, there's a lot to like on the Cowboys side. Coming off a of bye week, Amari Cooper draws a great matchup. I think Ezekiel Elliott's a great play. I think he's going to go off. So, I feel like the Cowboys should roll, which means the Giants will somehow be in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, but, man, there's no excuse for the Cowboys not to win this game. It's in – it's it's going to be in East Rutherford, by the way. So, it is going to be in the Meadowlands. But – I like the Cowboys' defense in this game. I think Daniel Jones is going to choke under pressure. I do think he'll get the ball. I think I, I think he's going to be able to get some touchdowns, but I think that he's going to have a couple interceptions. And with those interceptions, whatever the defense does with them, which if they're you know within the the, the forty or something like that from the, from their you know opponent's touchdown uh, or opponent's end zone, like I think that we're going to see some action like that. I, I like the Cowboys' defense here, even though they're away. So just keep that in your back pocket for whatever you need it for. 
I need 30, so I've got to ask Chase a question. 30 points is what I need from Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys defense tomorrow. Do I get it? 100%. I'm projected to get 32 points. <laughs> you will 100% get that from Zeke and the Cowboys defense. I'm going to put a guarantee. I'm going to put a Jones Jr. guarantee on it. I'll put a Jones Jr. guarantee on it because you know how it is. If I put a, if I put a, a Minnesota – Choice between Diggs and Thielen guarantee on it. This is me. Can you can you hear? Yeah, you're making me feel very confident. I put the stamp on it. It's approved. Stamp of approval. It's approved. Just like your mustache could be approved. No, no mustache for, but it could I be like, though if you had one. But I like the garage guy stamp of approval. Yes, you got the stamp of approval. It's there. If anybody else needs a stamp of approval today, get over to Twitter. Hit me up. Uh, ask me, you know, how do I, do I get this many points? Do I get this, that, whatever? If you need the stamp of approval, hit me up on Twitter and I'll give you what you need. I'll let you know if it's stamped or if it's not stamped. But again, Movember's here. Send us your pictures of your mustaches and beards. We'll get them judged. Got a lot of stuff going on. Again, whoever wins gets a free subscription to the Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page. Uh, great game coming up tonight. Excited to watch it. I'll be on Twitter. You know where to follow me, at Garage Guy Chase. Follow us at GGFS Podcast. Drew, you know where they can follow you at? Where can they follow you, Drew? Crazy name, at Drew Dean. Outlandish shit. You better <laughs> behave yourself. <laughs> I'm a wild boy. Oh, we, we wilding out over here. All right, guys, we'll see you again on Friday. Sports, party, repeat. Get back.